You know, I, uh, I could not get Sylvester Stallone uh, <clears throat> to come and uh, to have a uh, visit here at Lake Point Church. Uh, he's waiting, I'm waiting to hear back from him. Um, hey, it's so great for you guys to be here today. Uh, if this is your first time here, we're really delighted that you're here. My name is Frank Bennett, and I uh, get to be the pastor here at this awesome church. And God is doing some great things within our community and uh, within this body of, of folks. And uh, just love you guys so much. Um, you know, I depend big time on God speaking to my heart about what he uh, wants to share uh, with, uh, with the people of Lake Point Church and in, in our community. Um, you know, being a pastor, it, I've learned over the past three years, it's, there's a lot of weight that, um, and it's a different kind of weight that's uh, placed on my shoulders and uh, a lot of pressure. And most of that is, God, I, I just don't want to, I just want to mess up. I, don't, I, I want, I want to make sure that, that the words that you uh, want to share are, are, are your words and not my words. And, um, and so I, I pray about um, where, what, the Lord wants us to wants me to say, um, and uh, and these are His words. And so, in this series uh, called "Step Into the Ring," uh, God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to you, and God wants to share something to you that you may never even thought about. Each and every one of us, we have an enemy, and that enemy, he wants to steal from us. He wants to destroy our life, and he even wants to kill us. And if you're a believer, and if you're a, a, a follower of Jesus Christ, not just someone who, who just attends church, I mean, someone who, who actively pursues a relationship with Jesus, not, not saying you're perfect because nobody's perfect, but if you are someone who, who actively wants Christ to be more in your life so others can see, then the enemy is really, really even after you, even more. Why? Because you're a threat. You're a threat to what he intends to do in this world. You know, that enemy, he knows where you live. He knows where you work. He knows where you attend school. He, he, he knows everything about you. You say, well, that's very comforting. <laughs> you know, that, I'm just sharing with you some of the things that, that Jesus says has shared while he was on this earth, just giving us a little warning. Satan longs to steal, kill, and destroy, and that's what he wants to do. And so um, it, the enemy, he, he's, he's taunting you and is trying to pick a fight with you. And let's step out of, out of the uh, boxing ring for a second here. That may happen a few more times. Let's step out of that, and, and let's just go to the press conference. You know, you've seen some of these movies, and even, even live press conferences, where you, we have two boxers, and, uh, and they're sort of meeting each other for the, for the first time, and it could be months until the, um, uh, the, the, the match, and they're meeting each other the first time, and even some of those, uh, some of those scenes from, uh, from, from Rocky, some of those movies, you, you, will, um, you will have one opponent just really taunt the other, like want to pick a fight and, 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 and just trying to make that person feel inferior to, to himself. And so that's what Satan is doing with you. He's telling you that you're no good. He's telling you 
that you're not worthy to, worthy to be called a child of God. He's, he's telling you, reminding you of your past mistakes. And he's telling you that, that there's no way that you can make a difference in this world. He brings fear in your family. He whispers lies to you. And that's how the enemy works. And some of you is like, yeah, Frank, I feel that. I feel Satan doing that to me. I feel those lies. I feel those, I hear those things in my head and my heart. I, I hear that from other people as the enemy is talking to, uh, through others about me. I feel that. I hear it. And I, I feel like a punching bag. I'm here to tell you something today. Something that you may not have thought about. What you're feeling right now, you're, you're just in the press conference. You're just in the press conference. You're there um, with the enemy, and he's taunting you. And you have yet to step into the ring. <laughs> so, you are there at this press conference, and you are not even in the fight yet. Now, there are people here today who you, you have been in that fight with the enemy. And, and, and we're going to talk about what that fight looks like. And, and understand this, a, a fight is different than a press conference. A fight is something you train for, right? You train to go into a match with the enemy. You train others to help you. You, in, you invite a, a, some trainers to, to be in your corner. You surround yourself with people that will help you in this fight. And another thing you do is you announce it. You announce it. Meaning, you're, you're, um, the, the, the promotion of the fight is in the newspaper. I'm not saying that your fight with the devil you want to put in the newspaper. You probably don't want to spread that. But just like a, just like a match, it's, it's advertised. It's promoted, heavily promoted. Let me tell you something. Some of you are trying to get into a fight, and you haven't trained for it. You haven't invited anybody to help you train. There's nobody sitting in your corner. And you haven't told anybody. Can I tell you something? You're not in a fight. You're still in the press conference. You're still in the press conference where the devil is just taunting you. Now I could probably stop right there and be done and some of you realize Man, you're right. I'm not, I'm not in a fight. I haven't trained. I haven't invited people to, to pray with me, to join me in this fight. I haven't, I haven't told people that I'm, that I'm really struggling with this, that I need help with this. I haven't told anybody of this. You haven't done that? You're not in a fight. You're not in a fight. You think you're in a fight because the, you feel all this stuff, 
but you're just in the press conference. He's just taunting you. And until you step into the ring, you're not in the fight. You're not in the fight. So it's time. It's time to get serious. Can I tell you something? Fights are not won at the press conference. They're not. You never really see it happen. At the press conference to, to say, hey, these two guys are gonna fight. You never say, hey, you know what? Let's just not wait months down the road. Let's forget about the training. Let's forget about you know, uh, all this huge promotional things. Let's just, let's just have it out right here. It never happens. Now, they may push and shove a little bit and call each other names and, and stuff, but you, you, it's never settled there. It's always settled somewhere else in the fight. And so you've got to step out of the press conference and you've got to get going. And it's time for you to step into the ring. <laughs> it's just to keep you awake. So why, why is it called, why is it called that anyway? You know, I mean, it, isn't it a, a square? Yeah, of course it's a square. Well, back, I mean, boxing is something that has, has been around for, for years, thousands of years, okay? And what they would do is they would have a crowd of people that would have a circle, and you would just come around that circle, and you'd watch the, the, the two duel out. Well, the, the circle wasn't really defined, and so what they would do is they would, they would draw a line, you know, either in the dirt or on the grass or the concrete or, or wherever, and they would draw this circle, and then that way people knew, okay, don't cross this line, and they would tell the boxers, you can't cross this line. Well, Boxing developed over time, and they say, hey, we got to have some boundaries. And so that's where we got the box that they call a ring. <laughs> so this series overview is all about trying to identify the real enemy. Who is the real enemy? And how do, we, how do we train to, to fight this enemy? And what does that look like? Where does our energy come from for that? Where does our help come from? How do, we, how, how do we take what's in God's word and bring it into our life and apply it to our life? That's what we're doing in this four-part series. Now, today I'm gonna to talk to you about our ego in the fight, our ego in the fight. Next week, we're gonna talk about our enemy in the fight. You don't wanna miss any of this. But our ego in the fight, before we even sign up for that, um, there's, there's an ego we have to deal with. Now, for a boxer who's, who's agreed to step, you know, to step into this fight and, and to be a part of this, there has to be some sort of ego. I mean, a, a fighter, he's gotta have this, uh, and actually it's not just he, there are she's who do this now, but, but they've gotta be able to, 
have some sort of ego like, hey, I got, I got pride. Nobody's going to mess with me. You know, uh, I, I've got, you know, I've got this, uh, I, I can, I can uh, have this self-confidence. Man, there's no, nobody's going to push me around. You got to have a little bit of that. You got to have some of that self-confidence, some of that pride, and really just some of that swagger. Now, can I tell you something? That's not how we go about with spiritual warfare, with spiritual fights. In fact, if anything, our ego will cause us to be defeated in the fight that we fight every day of our lives. Now you say, well, Frank, what, what fight are you talking about? Well, I mean, we can name some things, but you probably know what those are. Think of the things in your life that you struggle with the most. What are some things? There might be several. Just think of a couple. Now you got those in your head? That's what I'm talking about. Those things that you just keep getting defeated and knocked down time and time again. And so that, that's the kind of fight that we're talking about. Now, we see a character in God's word who, who had a pretty big ego. Um, and I don't blame him. He was known as the strongest man ever. And um, if I was the strongest man ever, I'd, I'd, I'd have a pretty big ego. Was a, was a man chosen by God to help deliver Israel, the nation of Israel, out of the rule of their enemy, which is the, the Philistines. Okay? So the, the Philistine nation were ruling over Israel. They were just you know, beating them up, and they would come and they would steal their crops, they'd make the Israelites plant them, they'd come and take that and, and to their own country, and, and they would rule over them. And, and the reason why God allowed that is because the Israelites kept just sinning, kept turning away from God, from his decrees that he, that he put in, in, into his laws through, through Moses. And so they would keep disobeying and, and not following after God, and so God said, all right, well, I'm gonna let this enemy come in and rule over you for you know, a few decades, and then he would, he would raise up another uh, a ruler or a judge. This is found in the book of Judges. He would uh, raise up another judge. He would come in, and he would uh, help deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. And that's what God did with Samson. Samson had unbelievable superhuman strength. It's almost like uh, Hulk meets Thor. So, a green four, you know, whatever. So if, if you have a, that picture in your head, that's pretty much what Samson was. Samson was just unbelievably strong. And I encourage you to read his story there, starting about the, uh, chapter 15 there in Judges. And, and, and just, just a few chapters, it's amazing how God blessed this man with, with amazing strength. And, but this man had a little bit of an ego problem because his strength got to his head and affected his heart. The strength went to his head and affected his heart. He, had, he, he, became, he, he had a huge ego, and he became a walking billboard sign of, hey, this is, this is pride, this is whatever you want to call it. I can, I, can, I can do whatever I want. And so some of these laws and decrees, as we'll see here in a minute, Samson really just decided, you know what, I don't really need to obey those because I think that was really written for weak people and I'm strong enough for, to 
to handle anything. I can, I can go into the enemy territory. Nobody's going to mess with me. Okay? Um, and so he thought that he did not have to uh, abide by God's rules. So he had a big ego problem. Ego meaning edged God out. He edged God out. Ego problem. Have there been times in your life where you've edged God out? God, I, I got this. I got this. Ego. That's an ego issue. And so Samson spent a better part of his life edging God out. What, our ego is expressed in a few different ways. Our ego is expressed in pride. In pride. You know, the fight that you have in your head, the thing you're struggling with, if you're too prideful to have people come and help you or to have people pray with you, then you're never really gonna join the fight. You're always gonna stay in the press conference where you're being taunted time and time again. And so pride can get in the way of that. Or if you say pride, you know, I, 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 don't, I, don't, need to, I don't need to have people come to help me because, I mean, I, mean, I could do this. I, mean, I, I got God on my side, right? We, nothing could be against us. Why? Because God is for us. God is for me. I can do this on my own. No problem. Your pride, which is part of your ego, will keep you out of the fight. We see a little bit of that in Judges chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. We have this, and we have the passage on the screen and the YouVersion Bible app. It says, Samson went down to Timnah and saw there a young Philistine woman. Now, let me tell you something. First of all, Israelites weren't supposed to intermarry with, with people of other nations that worshiped false gods in their culture. So the Philistines. The Philistines worshiped false gods. It was heavy in their culture. And so already Samson is flirting with danger. When he returned, he said to his father and mother, I've seen a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now go get her for me as my wife. His father and mother replied, isn't there an acceptable woman among your relatives or among all our people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistines to get a wife? But Samson said to his father, get her for me. She's the right one for me. Hmm, the right one for you. So he was too proud to marry a Hebrew girl. Too proud to marry a Hebrew girl. Too proud to obey God's decrees. I can handle this. She may worship false gods. I'll turn her around. That's not a problem. We see a lot of that in some of our, some people who, on the dating scene. They're not a Christian. Oh, I'll turn them around. Well, you won't because that's really the, the job of the Holy Spirit. You could pray. Absolutely. You could talk, share, share the gospel. Absolutely. 
but don't be assured that you're gonna do it because that's not your job. That's above your pay grade. That's above my pay grade. And so that's a job of the Holy Spirit to work in their life. He was also too proud for parental advice. He was too proud to listen to the counsel of his parents. His mother and father tried to persuade him otherwise. I don't, I don't need this. You know, when, when we're too proud to, to not listen to the advice of others, uh, I got this, then ego, ego. You're going to get demolished in the fight. Between the ropes, you're gonna get banged up. And so watch pride. Another, another part of ego besides pride is self-reliance. Self-reliance. When you rely on your position, your reputation, or your strength, things are not gonna go well for you. Things are not gonna go well. In fact, when fighting the real enemy, your position will not protect you. Whatever position that is, okay? I'm a, I'm a pastor. I, I'm humbled by the fact that I get to be a pastor. And that is a certain position. And so if I were to live this life, you know what? I've been a Christian since I was six. You know, I'm, I, man, that's, that's 40 years of being a Christian, okay? I've been a Christian a long time. And so because of that, you know, I can handle this. I can handle whatever, all right? That's not the way for me to go about I need to walk in humility whenever I go into a fight. So your position will not protect you. Your reputation will not restore you. And your strength will not sustain you. Yours. It will not sustain you. Reputation, your position, your strength, you can't rely upon those. You can't have self-reliance. That is egotistical of you. So when we, when we go into this fight, we've got to understand where our strength really comes from. Who protects our name? Where is our reputation found? And the only position we have that we're a child of God. And um, in Judges chapter 16, we see this in Samuel, verse 20 and 21. And says this. Then she called Samson, the Philistines are upon you. Now, let me set this up. This is with Delilah. You've heard of Samson and Delilah. Delilah was a woman that Samson fell in love with. Now, Samson, Samson had a little bit of a, of a woman problem. And most of it was bound by his, his ego. He felt like he could walk into, into the Philistine, into any city in the Philistine country and be able to say, you know what, I can, I can be with any woman I want. That's God's chosen person. And look what he's done with that. And so um, Delilah convinced Samson to tell the secret of his strength. Now here's a problem. Samson forgot where his strength came from as we're gonna see here in these verses. So uh, verse, uh, uh, verse 20. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. 
He woke up from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Then the Philistine seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him to the Gaza, binding him with the bronze shackles. They set him to the grinding grain in the prison. So Samson surrendered to the nagging of, De- of Delilah and say, you know, if you cut my hair, my strength's gone. That's what they say. I've never done it before, but that's what's supposed to happen. And so he forgot where strength comes from. His strength came from the Lord. Step into the ring We have to realize where our strength comes from. Our strength comes from the Lord and the Lord alone. Now, this issue of self-reliance, some of you think you could defeat this enemy by yourself. Can I tell you something? Have you ever seen a boxing match where after a round is finished, the boxers go in their corners And the boxer sits down on his stool and nobody's there to help him. Nobody's there. Nobody to help give him some water, wipe the blood from his eyes, give him some some instruction. You always have somebody in your corner. You always have somebody in your corner. There are people here today. Why do I know this? Because we're human. There are are people here today who you're trying to fight this fight against this enemy, and you go back to your corner, and there's nobody there. Why? Because you think you could do this on your own. You can't. You can't. You might be in the fight, but you're getting beat up. And there's nobody there to help you, give you instruction. So I'm here to tell you, you need to bring people along with you in this fight. You need to have somebody in your corner. And not just that, what about outside the fighting zone? What about the crowd? Okay, if you really have promoted this fight, if you have told people, look, I've got this issue and, and I, need, I need help. I can't do this on my own. That's why we have small groups. We have small groups to be able to share and say, guys, I, I've got this issue. I need some prayers. I need people I can text throughout the day and be able to say, I need prayers right now. I need somebody in my corner. I need somebody in, in, the, in the audience. I need somebody in the crowd chanting my name. One of the best parts of some of the Rocky movies is they're going, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. Wouldn't it be great if they were chanting your name? You can have that if you promote the fight. If you promote the fight, you have to promote it. You have to invite others with you. Don't Fight this with no one in your corner. 
I want you to think right now of a situation, an issue in your life, a struggle that you're having a hard time with. Now, who's in your corner? Who's in your corner that can help you with financial issues, with your spending habits, with what you look at, with, with you trying to fight, you know, uh, gossiping, trying to fight eating disorders, trying to fight, you know, you name it. Who is in your corner? If you can't name that person, you're getting pummeled left and right. And it's not pretty. So I encourage you, don't be self-reliance. Don't have self-reliance when you go into this fight. So we have pride, we have self-reliance, and we also, the last and third thing is, we have an emotional response. Our ego is expressed in this emotional response to conflict in our life. We all have conflict. And, we, and if we have, you have these struggles in your life, you're, you have that natural conflict. And so uh, one reason you're, you're still not making much progress in defeating this enemy is because of your emotional response when conflict arises. You know, Samson, and we're going to read the, the latter part of, this, of the story here in a second, but there was one part in the story where Samson was at, uh, was at his wedding uh, celebration. It's like, it like a week-long celebration. He, remember the, 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 the woman where he told his parents, hey, I want that woman to be my wife, even though she's from a country that worships other gods? And so Samson is at this party, and he, he decides to throw a riddle out there. Ego, ego. I got a riddle for you guys. So he's got about 30, 30 companions, and they're all Philistines, right? There's, there's no Hebrews in the crowd except for mom and dad. And so he's around these Philistines, and he says, I've, I've, got, I've got a riddle for you. So he shares this riddle, and nobody can figure it out. And, he, and, and on top of that, he made this bet, made this bet. Like, I, if you could solve this riddle, then I will get new clothes for all 30 of you guys, right? But if you can't solve this riddle, then, then, then you have to provide, each one of you have to provide me new clothes. I'm a big guy, okay? And so, the guys agree to that, so he shares this, this riddle, and, and everybody's getting frustrated, and they go to his, his, his bride, and, and they say, hey, can you please convince Samson to tell you the, the answer to this riddle? So she nags and nags and nags, and, and he tells her the answer to this riddle, and, uh, and so on the last day of the feast, the guys come to him and say, hey, yeah, here's the answer to this riddle. And Samson, he was furious. Look what he did. This is, this is pretty amazing. I would love to have seen this, actually. In Judges chapter 15, verse 3 through 5, 
Samson said to them, this is his response. This is Samson's emotional response. So think, again, think Hulk, think Thor. And we have this. Samson said to them, this time I have a right to get even with the Philistines. That's, that's a problem. I have a right to get even with the Philistines. I will really harm them. So he went out and caught 300 foxes. I don't even know where you would find 300 foxes, but he did. So he went and found 300 foxes, I don't know how long that took, and tied them tail to tail in pairs. You got this picture? He tied these foxes tail to tail in in, in pairs. He then fastened a torch to every pair of tails lit the torches, and let the foxes loose in the standing grain of the Philistines. He burned up the, uh, up the shocks and standing grain together with the vineyards and olive groves. Samson, with this unbelievable, unique way of just doing this, he totally ruined their economy. He, he took all of their crops, their vineyards, Everything gone. That's like a 9-11 event. That's huge. Yeah, I have a right. This is, you know, this is my response. And even earlier, we see him go into town and take 30 men, because you know, he, the guy solved the riddle, right? So he goes into town and he, he kills 30 men, strips off their clothes, and brings it back to those other 30 guys and says, here you go, all right? You, uh, you solved my riddle. I mean, the, the emotional response to that, it, it, I mean, it's, it's unfathomable. Can I tell you something? When you and I face conflict in our lives, dealing with the struggle that we're in. If you are having just emotional responses to that, you've got an ego problem. You've got an ego problem. You're you're not... You're being distracted. You're being distracted, and you're not fighting the real enemy. Can I tell you something? You can't win a fight through emotions. You can't win a fight by your emotions. You know, no boxer goes into a match and say, you know what, I, I, I didn't really train for this. I kind of sat on the couch, and I watched boxing on the TV and a lot of Doritos, and... Um, you know, and I, I don't really need help. I mean, I don't really need anybody in my corner. I think, I think I'm going to get this out in about two rounds. You know, you don't, you don't hear that. And you, don't, you also don't hear them say, well, you know, I think I can just, I think I just man up. I think emotionally, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be like, man, I'm going to be jacked, man. I'm just going to be like, man, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I could take this. My emotions are going to be on fire. I could do this, man. Emotions don't win matches. They don't. 
What wins matches is that you invite people into, your, in, in, into the match, into the fight. Have people train you. Have people be with you. Have people in your corner. Have people in, in the crowd chanting, hey, you could do this by God's power. Having God, strength with you. Don't let your ego stand in the way before you go into the fight. Now, next week, we're gonna talk about the enemy in the fight, but before we talk about the enemy, I needed us to look at ourselves first before we go into that fight and to be able to say, hey, I've got a little bit of an, of an ego problem. So how do we handle that? In Galatians chapter five, verse 16 through 17. Galatians chapter five, verse 16 to 17. Here's your response to that. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Be led by the Spirit of God. Not by your flesh. The Spirit of God is going to help you in your fight. Now, as I said earlier, some of you are not in the fight. You're just, you're just in, the, in the press conference. So it's time for you to start training. It's time, but with, by, by, and we're going to talk more about this next coming weeks, but getting into God's word, getting to know what God's word says about your situation. You got to train it. Put God's word in your heart. You got to invite others to it, to your fight. You got to have people help you with that. You got to train and then invite people and then you got to promote it. You got to tell people, man, this is what's going on in my life. I'm going to do this. You know, now it's not on Facebook, but you need to tell some people in your life, people who can trust, people that you know will pray for you and lift you up. You need to tell them, hey, this is what's going on in my life. I need some help. You need to have a support system of group of people who you can trust to help with that. 